Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, you're watching Geek Cast, everything sci-fi, fantasy, geek culture, and geek content. Alrighty, I'm ready. <laughs> we already started, lady. You're watching Geekcaster. I'm Michael Michael, and today we've got... Damian Bussy. The real one, Corey Davis. Your fame, All right, we're going to talk about Lovecraft Country. Mm-hmm. Man. Wait. First of all, Corey, give us a little history on Lovecraft Country. A little, little backstory on it before the series came right. out. Mm -hmm. So the book was originally written by Matt Ruff. And it's a basic overview of what we see in the show. However, the show and the book are actually going... They're doing a Walking Dead. It's going to be parallels, but they're going in two different directions. So if you read the book and you're watching the show, you're like, wait a minute, this didn't happen in the book. That's because they're taking the show in a completely different uh, place than they did with the book. So even if you read it, you have no idea what the show is going to do. And if you watch the show, if you read the book, don't be disappointed because there are two different uh, worlds. Gotcha. Yeah. Now, did any of you read the book? No. Okay. I have the audible. <laughs> <laughs> So it's really interesting because it takes concepts of racial unrest, your classic mystery, your horror films, and kind of put it all together in a 1955 segregation reality. Kind of like the black man's horror, real life in America. Yes, I said it. Yeah. Especially during that time. Yeah. You know? I think that's what he intended when he wrote the book. Like, mm -hmm. it was very horrific for us to go through that. Mm -hmm. But what's even more horrific than to add actual monsters and demons to deal with <laughs> the atrocities of racism, the racism, bah, racism? To combine those two, I think, was just pure genius. Mm. That, that I have is a quick genius. question. Um, mm. So, it's called Lovecraft Country. So... They talk about H.P. Lovecraft a lot. Do you know anything about his history? Because I recently have learned, because of watching the show, how racist he was. Like they said in the poem on episode one, on the creation of the N-word. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I am not that familiar. I haven't gone that deep. I have read mm. a couple of poems. But I don't know if I want to look them up now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> It's interesting. The soundtrack in episode one was very much of the times. Episode two, they randomly threw a contemporary song and then went back to songs of the time. Episode three, a lot more <laughs> contemporary. And episode four, just contemporary music. That threw me off a little bit, though. Why do you think they made that decision to... I think, personally, they wanted to tie in the modern with the old. And just to, it's like a subtle hint, like, even though we are doing this as a time period, it's still very much relevant today. 
So that's why you had like different periods. You have periods that of the fifties. You have some music from the seventies. You have Rihanna in episode three. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> wait, what? Yeah, Rihanna uh, in the beginning of episode three asked Chris to drive her car. They were playing Rihanna uh, music, the soundtrack. Oh, Rihanna. Okay, I thought. Okay. My Better have my money. That was the soundtrack that. I thought she was in the in the show. I was like, no. <laughs> How did I miss so, her? Quick second, nobody noticed her. Now, to <laughs> warn anyone watching this, we're just going to talk about it. So, it is a spoiler alert, but only up to episode four. So, episode okay. one, two, three, and four. That's so, all we all, so, we're just talking. Um, so, but, if you ain't see those episodes, sorry. Right. Turn back now. Turn but it's worth now. it, because even if we said everything... There's still more to see, and that's one thing I like about this show. There's even stuff that, Corey, you said you had to watch like two, three times each episode because there were things you didn't see before. Can you tell us a little bit right. about that? So, where do you want me to start? The beginning, <laughs> the very, very beginning. Start from the beginning, beginning, bro. Episode one, obviously, like Sarah said, it's very HP Lovecraft based, right? And in each episode, you can see a book. And I believe that the books are correlating to the episode. So in the first episode, we see, um, I believe it was The Outsiders and the Others by H.P. Lovecraft. Okay. And if you look on the book, it's actually Arkham House, which was the publishing company for H.P. Lovecraft. H.P. Hmm. Lovecraft also made, in his fictional world, Artem, which they go to Artem House. So you have to catch those correlations as well. Uh, another thing that I had to walk around, uh, get comfortable in my mind is when Uncle George talks to Tick, when Tick goes over the letter from his father, mm -hmm. and they're talking about Tick's mother, if you look at Uncle George, his reaction That's Tick is... Right there. Go ahead. Yes. Tick is short for Atticus, and we all shall refer to him in future uh, notes as Tick when he's talking to his Uncle George about Tick's mother, who we know nothing about, we see Uncle George act very strangely. And we do see pictures in each episode so far of Tick's mother on the walls, in Uncle George's wallet, and, um, and Tick's father's uh, wallet, which we have yet to see in episode one. But I'll get to all those correlating little details that, I, that I've also uh, found so far. All right, keep going. All righty. <laughs> there's, like there's a close-up of the uh, uncle right there. Played by Courtney B. Betts. Mm -hmm. You know what's interesting? The scene when they were in the diner, I thought that was so oh my God. awesome and scary in itself. Of Just imagine being in America at that time where you had to worry about what diner to go to and right. the uncle um i just gonna uncle george uncle george's job was to create maps to let people know what oh, roads to take um they were travel guides Tra travel guides for for black people in america we this is where you travel to be safe this is where you travel to go on vacation this is how to get to your relative's house to be able to get there safely because there was a lot of towns you just couldn't go through 
and it was at a risk. And if you stopped, maybe you didn't even stop. They stopped you. you. You just didn't make it home alive. That was deep. That well, was the biggest monster to me. Yeah. Greenbrook with uh, Mahershala Ali. Mm-hmm. I like that Uncle George's travel guides are also green, just to show that correlation. Like, Greenbrook is an actual thing. Oh. Wow. Details. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of details. Um, these shows coming up now are reminding me is, like, how we're talking about now. Like, people are saying defund the police or asking for a police um, reform, you know, reform. But what's really funny is how we feel like this group that was based on pretty much protecting white people from people like us, and of course, killers and rapists, but mostly colored people and DLC, how are they supposed to become now a system that protects us? You know, it's kind of like we really, I would feel like reform is needed so it's a new basis, it's a new construct of what we see the police as. Because mm-hmm. really, it's, it's kind of like hard to get rid of a habit, you know? Like, as much reform as we've done so far, there's still police officers that are getting through training because they're not, you know, trained correctly. They're not having that um, racial sensitivity training. They're not applying it. And just to say this, I really understand Tick a lot because he went to the military to escape his environment, as did I. I still am 18 years. So I understand that correlation between being black and going, serving a country that doesn't really serve you in a way. And so they talk about that. They've mentioned that. So I understand that sentiment. Uh, when Tick has that uh, moment when he's talking to his uncle about, you know, my dad said, why are you going to go out and fight the white man's war? My father said that to me too, being a Haitian man that he is. And I really, really, that scene just resonated with me. Uh, So a lot of people have to understand that. It's not that we don't understand the atrocities. We feel as though we can do a lot more and we're meant to be a lot more. So like you said, reform probably can take us to places that we have yet to uh, see. Yeah. So I, I agree with you on that point. One of the... So besides the horror of travel and just living, the second major horror was were these beasts in the woods that led up to a whole secret society that used us, manipulated us, but did not like us. And it's just amazing how every step there's some sort of monster there's some sort of thing but the monster's not the biggest evil the biggest evil was always racism no matter which way you turned and i thought that was brilliant um in fact um here's a here's a close-up of one of the monsters right here um now if you saw this this would kind of freak you out there's the one with the multiple eyes Okay, yeah. That's the one that they thought that they um, claimed that was a vampire. That when you when it bites yeah. you, you're cha- changing. Uh-huh. So, so press creations. Right. And Tick explains that in the woods on the road. Mm-hmm. Before we encounter them. Um, 
And that whole dynamic of being in the cabin with a police officer who has a shotgun at you, but still worried about the monsters, he's still pointing at you like you're the bigger threat. So I thought the subtlety of that scene was enormous. You can't leave because you might run off. Okay. <laughs> You'd be like, hold up. First and foremost, would you rather me run off the savior behind or rather me die with you or see what happens when they fight me? Well, we know what happened with that scene. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, I want to know, um, Corey, if you could explain this secret society to me and how it may be linked, how it's linked to Tay. So, that's the part. That's episode two. There's a lot <laughs> that I'm still trying to understand, right? So, we understand Tick is somehow the great descendant of the great Titus Birthright, right? Birthright, I can never say that name correctly. Yeah, so, this is where it gets interesting. I'm going to just summarize the whole episode. We all know Uncle George passes in episode two. Sorry, spoiler. Right yeah, before. Spoilers. Sadness, <laughs> depression. Right before he dies, he has a conversation with Tick's father, Montrose, right? Uh-huh. And we all know that Montrose may not be Tick's father. Uh-huh. So what does that mean? Why is Uncle George so adamant about his lineage? It's not just Tick's mother. I believe that Tick's actual father has something to do with this whole Braithwaite, um, Epstein uh, correlation. All in the virtual house, right? We all know that episode three, so I'm jumping ahead a little bit, we're going to the Winthrop house, which is where they're trying to find the Ori, right? So this, all this correlates with his um, lineage. I'm trying to decipher that too, because in the book it goes completely different than the, the show, so I'm trying to figure out the show, and I haven't gotten to that point yet. But what okay. we know so far is- well, What is this like back to episode two? What is this, like, Sons of Adam? Like, what is, what is all that? That is, I don't want to say a poem. Because we've talked about the Freemasons. we talked about the Sons of Adam. So if you want to call it a cult, it could be a cult. Uh, they started this whole, um, how do I say? Bye. Oh, I just had a brain fart. I know what I'm trying to say, but I got I to got Got it. So the sons of Adam basically want to be God. They want to have God's power because that's what Adam in the Bible. Adam put everything in its place, just like uh, Samuel said, right? And see, they they want the power of God basically. Adam had this great, great power, and they want to bring that on earth. That's the whole purpose of their claim, whatever. And that's what they're trying to find. But. Tick is a descendant of Titus, correct? Yes. He has some type of magic in him, right? Right. So they are trying, they try to use him as a power cell, pretty much. But it overloaded and backfired on them? Is that an easy way to explain what happened? It's an easy way, 
because not everyone can control what Titus did. Titus is the strongest uh, person. He came up with all these spells. And uh-huh. the only person who could use the spells are direct descendants. Uh-huh. And everyone tried to decipher the code to gain the power of Adam like Titus did. And that's where we're at in the show. And that's what Tick is trying to achieve. Okay. Okay. Now, yeah. I got a question in regards to Christina. The um the um the blonde. girl that basically yeah, the blonde female. No. Um my question is, is she's a descendant or she just happens to be somebody that was able to use witchcraft to basically control certain things? What is her story, Vasper? They're related. So they're all down the same bloodline, but there's some reason that only the sons get to have the power. And that's what she was talking to Tick about. Why do the sons do this and you only got this because you're you just happen to be born in the lineage and you just happen to be a man. So that's my understanding that only the men get to have the power. And she is a descendant, but she doesn't have the power because she is a woman. I don't know, y'all, because what if his mom had the power? And that's why they want him. I don't know, maybe. But, like, I think that's why she's trying to... I mean, I'm jumping ahead now. But I think she's trying to find a way to get power for herself. Right, and that's what I think so, too. It's interesting how you have the elements of, obviously, the um, African-American experience trying to overcome everything that they're dealing with and then you have the blondest white woman trying to overcome whatever's going on in her world and her equal footing within the darkness right because i'm she's a descendant a female that wants to run the secret society she's also um she also kind of set everybody up in this kind of coven world then you see another conflict between a police officer uh, a chief and him kind of trying to set her up follow her and she forts that so it's really interesting um as far as the woman's right movement what was going on in 1955 i wonder if there is there anything they might tap into because on the african-american side i don't know if you caught what they said about Martin Luther King. Mm-hmm. They were like, oh, this guy is running. I think he was engaged to a white woman or running around yeah, or dating one. Yeah, oh, remember. yeah, no. Yeah, I heard what she said. That's the unspoken thing that we don't talk about. <laughs> well, that's interesting because I didn't know his name was Michael King. He changed his name to Martin Luther. Oh. Did you did you notice there's a scene where they're like, oh, yeah, this preacher, Michael, he's always running around, da-da-da, white women, and he's with a white woman, da-da-da. And they're like, oh, well, they made him marry or made him get with, you know, a, a black woman. Oh, she was at the party. She was like, just because he's with a white, he can't uh, speak up for black people, I right. guess. <laughs> like, right. I, I know what you're talking and, about. Right. <clears throat> so I looked it up. And I was like, I didn't know. So there's a whole history of him changing his name and this and that. And that was something that's just not common knowledge. So these little seeds that they just throw into this script, I think, are amazing. Because I never would have known that. Right. 
just like in episode one when they're like, why is the White House white? <laughs> All the gems that they drop in each episode, you're right. Mm-hmm. I didn't catch that one. Well, I knew it meant something, but I didn't do research to see what it actually meant. Yeah, I honestly was what? just thinking that you're referring to the fact that that's a thing in our culture, in the black community. I really didn't even know that it was referencing Martin Luther King. Right. I thought it was more of a modern reference, too. So now watch that again. You'll be like, oh, <laughs> 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 It had me, in fact, I watched that episode maybe like one in the morning. I was researching Martin Luther King to like, and his father to like three in the morning. Mm-hmm. Trying to find all the information I can to back up that one scene. And uh, yeah, it was, that was pretty cool. See, to me, that's the joy of making fantasy because you could actually throw real things in there and that you never would be able to present because it doesn't even make sense to present it or, you know, people might not I mean, be interested. That's definitely not in the book. <laughs> yeah. Well, it could be some type of curb or like a little Easter egg for everybody. So it's like, okay, but here's another Easter egg for you. Mm-hmm. And enough. Now, before we run out of time, what do you think about dad which is um, Montrose yes. played by Michael K. Williams Yeah, I mean if he's any indication of how much of a bad person he is for episode 4 I mean I'm not even calling him Tick's dad at this point I'm just calling him Montrose Montrose is not a good person and what is his hidden agenda I've yet to figure out hopefully this Sunday yeah. episode 5 we get more of an insight well my question is is he really a bad person or is he just going through a lot of things that that can't be explained well they until we get deeper to Huh? Sorry. They do give him layers saying he was the smaller of the two brothers between him and George. He got abused a lot. He drinks a lot because of it. He was never around. He's a poor father for Tick. And you can see how he interacts with Tick. And episode four, he's trying to gain his trust, but he's also trying to hold him back at the same exact time. So why is he doing that? Yet to be seen. I don't think he's a good person for it, though. And also, another spoiler, we have a siren in the scene where they basically showed in episode four mm-hmm. when they basically tried to take, I think it was the um the script from the book or something? Yeah, so they took the lady who is a, a Rockian. Uh, that's the language she was speaking. Her name is Yakima Marakati. Uh, she also said a line that which is interesting to me she did say that she is not guilty of her forefather's sins which everyone keeps referencing she said it okay i thought never mind keep going i thought she was talking about tick's people no she was talking about her people so all of it correlates back to titus for some reason so that it's very very weird Mm -hmm. yeah very, very weird. I know we're trying hard not to not to say what happened at the end of that. I, I, I know. Yeah, it's like I don't. I'm but, but it's a surprise, ladies and gentlemen. But we're how not. Did gonna mm-hmm. How did they the get home? The elevator. So at the end of episode three, you can see that. All right. So this is oh, oh, back to episode two. When you see the picture of Titus, right? You also see the name Winthrop, right? 
Winthrop is the house. The oh, house. Yeah, when, all right, so episode two, when William the butler was taking them around through the house and he was showing them Titus, and you could see the name Winthrop and Titus. So they were all in the same cult, right? They all built the, um, the sons of Adam. So Winthrop House, which Christina got Letty to buy, had a Ori in it, right? A Ori is uh, the house was uh, well, what's the scientist's name? Uh, Hiram Epstein. He was the mad scientist who was experimenting on the black uh, people, right? So he was trying to figure out a way to decipher the pages. He had an Ori, which we don't know what's in it that Hippolyta now has. But there is going to be a deciphering key, I believe, in that Ori. And maybe Hippolyta opens it because she's now on her way back to the um, original house that collapsed in episode two. But there's a, there's a lot of rivalry in the Sons of Adam that I think is now going on that we're starting to witness. Okay. So you said inside the Winthrop house it showed, um, at, uh, what's his name's? Um, name and Titus's name. Arnhem House. When they went to find. Okay, the house, so in the Arnhem House, I didn't even see that. Either. Yeah. So did y'all see that? That's why I said I had to watch it a couple of times. When you watch it, they, that's why they keep zooming in and showing you different angles. You're gonna uh-huh. see names. And when she's talking about, oh, you affect Hiram when she was trying to walk into the house, she was talking about that steam the scientist. And he's blocking her out. They're using his power to keep her out. She was going to walk into the house and get the Ori, but now she can't. And now that we know that the Ori is now in Hippolyta's possession, that's the whole solar system looking thing that Christina's trying to get. Mm -hmm. So my question is, how did they get home from the museum? So in episode three, at the end, you can see the elevator going up and down, right? It cut off the white dude's head. It almost took out Letty. But at the end, you go to the bottom and it took them into a different dimension. You started seeing the signs of the um, sons of Adam and it teleported them to that cave. That's why when the cave started filling up with waters, you saw the same bodies. And yeah, I was like, three. what do you mean? So that's how they got that house is a direct connection. So Epstein was trying to find a way into the tunnel, which is what he created to transport from his house to that tunnel to get to uh, the hermaphrodite can we call her that we don't know where she's from but she was reading she can decipher notes so epstein was trying to use her and break into that vault which is why we see one of the arms when take had to take out in order to put his arm to unlock the uh the vault basically why do you think the the uncle was so against excuse me not the uncle the father tick's father why do you think he's so against him researching so against them moving forward what do you think i think i think he knows the lineage i think my personal opinion george and uh montrose knew the mother right but there's something that they're not discussing with their lineage and how that correlates to tick's mom Mm -hmm. and why he had his power and why christina thinks he's more special than the rest but well, let's leave it right there. Give everybody a social media. Leave comments. We will be talking about more episodes of Lovecraft <laughs> Country. I can talk about this one. Because it's, yes. yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So, 
Davion Bussey on Davion Bussey Instagram, Facebook, Shamal Williams Instagram, and Shamal Williams Twitter. Corey Davis, I am GT3 on Twitter and Instagram. Sarah Leone, I am Sarah Leone Cosplay on Facebook, on Instagram, and just Sarah Leone on Twitter. <laughs> uh, Michael Seven Michael on Instagram. Of course, you can check out Geekcaster on Instagram. We'll have this episode up on Instagram as well as geekcaster.com. But you could also find our after-show show, which we're going to be working on right after this one. So please check that out. You're watching Geekcaster, and uh, go to geekcaster.com, won't you? All right. All that good stuff. All that right there, right there, right there.